Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Jim. Uh, hey, uh, given the uncertainty of, of uh, some of your receivers at the, with injuries and illness, just wanted to ask you about the, the progress you've seen from a couple of your practice squad guys in, in Christian and Trey and how you've seen them, uh, you know, develop over the, this course of the season. Yeah. Um, they work really hard and uh, they put a lot of time and effort into it in the meeting room. Um, <clears throat> they stay after and make sure that they're ready to go on our stuff, even though, you know, none, neither one of them is, um, you know, currently on the active roster, but they're preparing as if they are, which is the right mindset to have. Um, I think they do a really good job of trying to give the defense um, a look at the specific styles of receivers that the defense is going to play that week, uh, which is not easy because it takes some studying on their part uh, to know how the other team runs their routes and some of the things that those receivers do well. So, um, and then they always jump in and take some reps with us, you know, when we need them during the course of the week and, and they're ready to go. So, um, I, I really like those two guys. I like their attitude. I like their mindset. Um, I think they're improving, um, their fundamentals and I know that they'll be ready to go if we need them. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Evan Lazar followed by Chris Ryan. Hey Josh, how you doing? Good, Evan. How are you? Good, thanks. I, I apologize in advance. Uh, we do this a lot to you, but I, I wanted to ask you about Mac's second interception uh, on Saturday night. And uh, when he came to the line, the Colts had, were pretty light in the box there as third and one play. I, I was just curious if that, if there's an option on the table there for Mac to get into a, a running play on a play like that, that maybe they're, they're so light in the box and you get that type of look. Uh not necessarily in that situation. I mean, look, there's always an option to, if, if you want to play an audible game, uh, there's no question that, <clears throat> I mean, we could, we have the ability to do that, but in that situation, that was my call. And, uh, you know, I looked at it a little longer than one. I didn't see it as third and like a short one. So I looked at it more as third and two and, uh, called a play that I felt would give us an opportunity. And, um, obviously we didn't, we didn't execute it as well as, as we might have liked to, and uh, you know, Indy made a great play. Got it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, next question, uh, Chris Ryan, followed by Mark Giardi. Hey, Josh, how are you? Good, Chris. How are you? Good. Um, the type of type of accountability that Bill has and asks of the coaching staff um, when he says after the game, and we need to coach better. I mean, how does that? affect you specifically and is that type of uh, accountability top down in, in your view um anyway individualized to the patriots uh, or as opposed to being kind of across the board are you talking about like individualized to us relative to the league or are you talking about how, what do you mean by that when you say individualized i'm sorry just kind of like coaching across the board. Do you feel like a lot of times coaches you know will will blame others as opposed to say hey it's it's me and everybody else downward. Um, I think that the way we do it and the way coach does it is exactly the way it should be done. Um, he's right on the, he hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, when you play a game in our league and you put yourself in a hole like we did the other night, there's never one thing that is, the, you know, the sole responsibility for that situation being what it was. So <clears throat> whether it was something we did in the planning process, was it something we failed to coach or correct properly during the course of practice? 
Um, there's something that we could have failed to execute properly during the course of the game. But, you know, football is the greatest team sport in, in the world, in my opinion. And it takes a lot of people doing the right things uh, all week long. And then again, for those three hours that you're playing the game in order to have success. And so when you don't have success and when you play as poorly as we did, um, there's everybody is responsible for that. And so I always look at it and, and say, okay, um, clearly I didn't do a good enough job at what I was trying to get across to my group that I'm responsible for. And what do I need to do better next week? And how can I improve on um, the, the way that I help try to prepare us for the game? So um, he's 100% right. Uh, we didn't do a good enough job. I didn't do a good enough job offensively clearly, uh, to score no points in the first three quarters. I mean, it's really hard to win in our league doing that. So, um, I appreciate, um, the accountability and the way he holds us accountable to our, our responsibilities and our job. And, uh, personally, I need to do better and, and I will this week. Thanks. Yep. Next question, Mike Giardi, followed by Andrew Callahan. Hey, Josh. Hey, Mike. Uh, so Mac, after the game, and then again yesterday on the radio, mentioned in this. I guess it's kind of along the lines of what you were just talking about a little bit here. Uh, didn't think it was a great week of practice, and I'm just curious, as you've been around a million of these, like what did you observe? Is that something that you felt during the course of the week as well, uh, as you were getting ready for this game? You know, each week's different, and you know, and and uh, I'm not gonna. Um, you know, some people see see things differently. And and again, there's always things in practice that we don't do well. Uh, that's that's why we practice, you know. So and the teams that you play uh, present challenges, many times unique challenges to them uh, that are not always easy to acclimate to. Um, and so sometimes it takes a little longer to come together, you know, during the course of a game week. So um, I w- I'd never try to, uh, you know, judge one day of practice or one week of practice and say, give it a grade or anything like that. We're always working to try to do better. We're always trying to work to, to the, to the solution of every problem that the, the defense presents to us. So, um, you know, I always feel like we could practice better than what we did because I don't think I've ever been around a perfect practice. And so, um, you know, to me, regardless of what we thought of, you know, practice each game, uh, we're responsible to put our best performance out there, you know, during the course of the game. And uh, we obviously didn't do well enough on that Saturday night. And um, so my focus is going to be on trying to have as uh, good a good a practice days as we can here for the Bills coming up this week. There undoubtedly is a correlation, right, between a good week of practice or a poor week of practice. Or yeah, I mean, sometimes you need to practice. Sometimes you need to make mistakes in practice to get them right for the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, like I said, it's it's something it, when you're playing a team that plays a completely different scheme, and you're trying maybe a few things that maybe you put in because you feel like they're the right things to do. You're not always. It's not always going to be the first time you know, you first time you get in there and do it, it's going to go perfect. So there's going to be some mistakes that are healthy mistakes that you make each week. And the responsibility lies on the coaches and the players to make the corrections and then see them through in the game when they come up. And ultimately, if you make a mistake on a Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, and then you see it right on Sunday 
and you execute it properly, then the mistake was worth every bit of it. And so to me, I kind of look at them like opportunities as opposed to, you know, oh, we didn't do great, you know, so um, certainly you want to practice as well as you can. That's always the goal. But, um, you know, whenever an opportunity presents itself after a mistake is made, hopefully we correct it. We coach it properly. The players understand it. And then we do it better the next time it comes up. Thanks, Josh. Yes, sir. Uh, next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Josh, it's good to speak with you. Um, I hey, wanted to ask just about the process of game planning this week, obviously having played the Bills so recently, but not used, I would assume, a good significant chunk of your play sheet from that week. So, you know, beyond assessing your own personnel, which is obviously different this week than it was three weeks ago, you know, do you go back to what you were ready to call that night and go, okay, we'll be able to run that again, understanding the Bills defense hasn't undergone wholesale changes, or how do you approach this week knowing you've still got some material left over? That's a great question. Um, you know, whenever you play a, a, a division opponent this close together, um, there's always kind of a bit of a tug of war going on, um, you know, because you, you may have had success with something and that you go, man, we got to do this again. Right. But the other team knows you had success with it. And so then they try to stop it and, you know, they may do something different and play it differently. And, and then it forces you to make an adjustment too. So there's kind of an, uh, it's like a chess match with your, with yourself, if you will. Um, in this case, I would say, you know, there's definitely a starting point where you go back and say, okay, these were the ideas that we had in this area of the game plan. Um, let's go back through and make sure we feel comfortable with these, you know, one, our personnel two, you know, the scheme against what they're doing now, as opposed to three weeks ago, if it's changed a little bit. Um, and if it's, if it's really good fit and you feel like it's good, then you, then you leave it in, you know, but I think the biggest mistake people can make is is relaxing and not going through the preparation as if this is the first time we've played them like so I try to get myself into a, a mindset of look I don't care what happened three weeks ago I'm going back through and I'm studying the players I'm studying the scheme I'm, I'm studying our game plan and I'm going to try to make each decision based on what we feel this week not three weeks ago four weeks ago so um, you know it's a they're a great challenge. Uh, this defense, since Sean's been there with Leslie, has been a tremendous challenge for us every time we've played them. They do a great job of not giving you exactly the same thing, you know, every time you play them. And when you look at our two-game series each year that we've played against Sean McDermott's group, it's, you know, there's tweaks and subtle changes that stop things that you want to do well and then force you to do something else. And I think that's just a sign of a great coach. And, and they certainly have great coaching, a great staff, and their players are so well connected, as I talked about a few weeks ago, that they can make those subtle changes and stop something. And then it forces you to make an adjustment as well. So uh, we'll go in with a, a plan we feel good about. But I'm sure as I'm sitting here that there's going to be some things that we're going to have to do on Sunday uh, to adjust to something that they're doing as well. Thanks, Josh. Yes. And we'll try to do two final questions. Uh, no follow-ups, guys. Just uh, Bob Sosi and Mike Reese. All right. Thanks, Stacy. Good morning, Josh. Thanks for your time today. Uh, this is a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit redundant, and it regards Mike's question uh, about Mac's comments and also to your, your point about coaches being held accountable. Mac, after the game, pointed to himself first. He said it started with me and talked about the practice last week. And I'm curious – leadership and accountability how important is it in that particular role that he has as the quarterback of the offense and how do you how do you assess that how do you gauge that when you talk to various quarterbacks that you're prospecting in the run-up to a draft for example 
I think it's important. Um, look, nobody gets more attention than the quarterback, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, you know, those guys are going to get uh, a lot of the credit when things go right, and they're going to have to handle a lot of the blame uh, when you face times of, of adversity. And so um, I know this, there's not many quarterbacks that play perfect games on Sunday in the NFL. You know, there, there's a few that play really damn close to it. Um, but, you know, it's hard to go into a game and play, you know, a perfect game, you know, all the way through. And so I think any good leader is going to look inward at themselves and, you know, and focus on what they could have done better and what they need to do better moving forward. I think Mac tries to do a tremendous job of that for a young person. Um, he's always uh, very critical of his of his own performance um, and encouraging of his teammates. And so uh, he knows the, that his teammates are going to try to fix the things that they did wrong. He's not focused on that. He's focused on himself and how to improve because he knows if he improves, it'll help our team. And uh, controlling what you can control is always an important aspect of leadership. And Mac knows the number one thing that he can focus on is, you know, his work this week, his work going forward, uh, the things he can do to make himself a better football player. And I think his teammates respond uh, to that and try to do that uh, the same way he does. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. Yes, sir, Bob. Last question, Mike Reese. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Josh, good to talk with you. Thank you. Yes, sir, Mike. Um, well, I often hear Coach Belichick say nothing's more important than uh, the health and safety of the players. Um, this week, specific to Nelson and Nikhil, those two plays, you know, that, that, that knocked them out of the game. I, I wanted to ask you from your view as a coach, how did you view those or what can you share with us in terms of where they were from just, hey, look, those happen in good, hard football plays versus close to that line of player safety um, yeah. that, you know, that's the question. Yeah. It, look, uh, the first thing I'd say is, is both guys were doing the right thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, our guys were trying to come back to the football uh, which we always try to teach them to do. And I thought they were doing a good job of that. Um, both plays were kind of bang, bang plays. Um, look, I would never stand up here and say that the official's job is an easy job in those, in those plays. Cause it's very difficult to say, did he hit him with the shoulder? Did he hit him with this? Did they hit heads at all? Was it accidental? Was it in purpose? Was it, you know, so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that happen in a short span of time there on those two plays that certainly, you know, maybe if they review it, they could say, hey, it was or wasn't, you know, an illegal hit or what have you. Um, I thought that Indy wasn't doing anything egregious whatsoever. They were trying to go for the football in Nikhil's case, and they were trying to make a tackle in Nelly's case. And, you know, it was a hard play, you know, and obviously I know our league is trying to legislate some of those hits that are, you know, really uh, dangerous out of the game. Um, and so I, we, we've, we've tried to always abide by whatever the rules are here. And I don't think, it, like I said, either play was dirty. I just, it was really close. And had they ruled it, yeah, they ruled it the other way. I, I would have said, you know, that makes sense. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been egregious to say that either. Um, but I understood that they were trying to make a judgment call in both situations. And, um, you know, they get paid to, to do that and make those calls. And we live with the results. Thanks, Josh. Happy holidays. You got it. Appreciate you guys. Have a Merry Christmas.